Always, man. That shit. That um. Moth. I'm like, get these moths out of here. Who the hell let the moths in this room? I swear, I got a moth. I think in my drink. I can't even see into this thing. It's a black mug. I'm. A, can you tell? Can you guys see? Is there a moth in here before I drink this? Don't drink it. I'm telling you right now. I know for a fact Ooh. that the office, the TCSP office that you're probably at in Hialeah right now, is definitely not the most sanitary of offices. <sighs> Dude, there's um, animals in here. I mean, I love animals. It's all good, but I mean, it's I'm like... in the underground the bunker myself, so I, I understand. I'm currently looking around for a mouse that's I've been chasing around for a few days right now. I've got some peanut butter traps laid out. So you're in see, you're in uh, you're in Kiev, right? Right now we are just in the lower Kiev. Yeah, not mm. not uh, just just above Chicken Kiev. Oh, so, uh, nice. Just oh, in that area. Spot. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's healthy and quite tasty too. You having a uh, pretty uh, a decent uh, beginning of the week? You know what? You're probably not. So let's not talk about how decent of a week you're wow. having right now. Let's not, uh, not, not the week to discuss, but yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, no need. No need. Are we on yet? Does our show start or are we? I don't know when minutes? the show starts. I I just, you know what? Because I know we're, guys... we're supposed to start at 930 and it's already like 10. Are we on? Are we? Are we on right now? All right, I guess we're live. Thank you so much. You know what? Here, what do we have to get a, a like a bell, like a fucking bell for like a cow for you guys to let us know that that's happening? I don't have. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Casually Serious Podcast. I am Bob Riley. This is my man Ken Man, and uh, no we're moth. here. We're no moth. There's no moth in his in his drink right now. I don't think I have any. I don't have any moths in my TCSP mug. Mm. Moth. So that it's was a the mothless, last mothless show. It's the mothless last cold swig of a Nespresso. Mm, mm, mm. Good Lord. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back! Oh, Dr. Brian, calm down. You're burning it up out there. I tell you, man, that guy rocks. Welcome back to Casually Serious Podcast. Today we are asking the question, do comedians get a social pass? So by that, we're asking, do they have First Amendment rights? And uh, do they have any rights at all? Do they have the ability (laughs) in 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 this instance, can they say whatever they want because they're comedians? I don't know. Vic Martinez, what's going on? As always, coming in, chiming in. What's going on? Good to see you. Thanks for hanging out again from uh, from the the the, uh, the shiny halls of YouTube land. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. We've got uh, let's 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 uh, let's let a couple people pile in here. But yeah, we decided we decided uh, to ask that question. Um, I know my wife was actually pretty excited about this question because. Um, we we have to ask this i think i think i think when you start going back to the beginning of comedy and think about the stuff they were saying back then compared to what they're saying now um you'll find a massive difference and uh, it, it obviously i think is more real now but back then it was more raw man and uh i don't know there's something about uh political correctness that has seeped into comedy and i can't stand that idea man why, why do you got to say it like that well, Why I don't can't think you it has... stand the idea? 
it doesn't seem to be the right place for political correctness is not even uh, something that should be discussed in, in the halls of comedy where that's where that's where we go to 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 talk correctly about the incorrectness of politics, if you will. That's okay. uh, sort of so, a, a church, if you will. Right. But yet when comedians choose their topics, they're going to really base them a lot on the group that is being marginalized in what they're going to say. So if that group is an extremely large group, so they're generally going to stay away from religion, right? We're generally going to stay away from politics, right? Because if you really take a side, you've done that and you've entrenched yourself there. And that's where you're going to be labeled. And sure, people that agree with you are going to be with you and people that don't will not. And you don't want to turn those groups off. So the marginalized group that you are taking your humor out on in some way or another those are the folks that we really got to look at and say, okay, well, if we're in a society where we're trying to teach people that we want acceptance, but yet we're still taking stereotypes to create humor, are we really advancing that agenda so much? You know, the fifties, the sixties, the, the humor was all, you know, sexist and racist, but the sexism and the racism thing is kind of, it's changed because we have a different acceptance of, um, you know, different races. And of course, with, with sexism is much different today than it was in the 50s and 60s. So it's already evolved, but it hasn't escaped the political society in which we're in. And it, that society sort of dictates what a comedian can and cannot do. I don't know if they dictate it, but I do believe that it may put a sort of... Um subject fence around a comedian if you will so he so here's i agree with you in some elements my 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 situation is where i stand is this they should be able to say whatever they say want to say whenever they say it it does not matter uh, but here's the situation uh we're in a world right now where um you are judged and and sentenced in the court of social media before anything you can do in the court of law so right away you are automatically going to be judged um, right or wrong by the things that you say. So if you come out and you just say some racist shit as a comedian, you should wake up the next day and expect your publicist, your agent, everyone that you know close to you to be like, what the fuck happened to you last <laughs> night? What is your problem? Why did you say what you said? So what I'm saying is you should be have the freedom to say whatever it is that you want because the dark, dingy comedy clubs of the world where we go and have our really bad well whiskey drinks and listen to some uh, 60-year-old dude uh, yell about how he spent too much time in the oil field or some fucking shit like that. Those are the places that we go to keep the, the comedy and the edge in our life. Uh, I think it's too much in the forefront in social media right now where everyone thinks they're fucking hilarious because of their memes and all these stupid one-liners and recycled thoughts and stuff that they saw from comedians. I think these comedians are still pioneers of freedom of speech and being able to say what you want. And freedom of speech has always been something that <clears throat> us as Americans probably take for granted. But the thing is this. You do have the freedom to say anything you want to black people, to Asian people, to Hispanic people, to white people. Say whatever you want, but there will be consequences. That's the only thing. I, that's the only thing I'm saying. Like you, and you have right. to realize that now. Do you say too much? What is too much? I don't know. I can show you some Anthony Jeselnik roasts that will have most people that that are hardcore like me saying, "Holy shit! How the hell did he get away with saying that?" Because he is hardcore, dude. Uh, but I love him. He's one of my favorite comedians of all time because he says shit that you should not say. 
Well, one of the worst jokes and the most the comedy being destroyed from all of this is what you said earlier. Those damn two drink minims with a crappy well whiskey. Yeah. Why are we getting crappy well whiskey? <laughs> Come on, man. At least bring me some decent whiskey if you're forcing me to buy two drinks and listen to some shitty comedy. But again, the, the point seriously, going back to a lot of these clubs where you do have open mics, you're basically giving people a license to come up and say what they want. And I agree, there's, you know, maybe you get pummeled after the show or something if you're just a nobody coming up there and spewing racist hatred. But as far as a, a professional comedian or somebody with that's legitimate, um, yeah, they're going to have to stay within the confines of what they find to be okay and then be able to present that comedy in a way where they can make the audience feel like it's okay to laugh. And I think that's the part that really most people will look at and be able to describe if they feel like the comedian is being insensitive towards a group or if they're trying to present it in a way where you can make a, a people laugh about it, even if they are the group that's being discussed. Most comedians do this best when the group they're discussing is they fit into as well. Obviously, the Jewish comedian can make the Jewish jokes, and you know the black comedians can make the black jokes. Obviously, Asians, right. and so on and so on. Right. So that all of a sudden lends to itself to be okay. So how do you change that? Look what comedians now do. They portray their humor with without actual humans. You know, I look at look at South Park. I mean, to me, if you want to look at something that pushes comedy and really, really pushes the envelope beyond what a human stand-up comedian is going to stay, going to massively say, intelligently you know, too, man. Jeff Park, these guys have found a way to be able to portray this in in a manner where you can't go after you know, Cartman, or you can't go after these right. little, these little guys that are drawn. I mean, even the Simpsons did this to a point in trying to push you on the family guy. I mean, these are all shows where these comedians, which are now writers, can put whatever they want and create what kind of, any kind of character that they would like and, and then put forth whatever they, and you know that those, some of those topics to me are some of the most controversial, almost more so yeah. than, than any yeah. stand-up comedian. I'm getting a, uh... A message. So the, he he keeps pointing to the fucking trash. Do you have trash you need to show me? Oh. Okay. So no now you're, now you're... fucking respect over here. Oh you my god. You trash, and then you and you put the frying. I ain't greasy. I've said it before. I ain't greasy. Uh, no I don't respect. really know if, if that was Christ. a particular, I don't think that was a jab. I think I would have taken offense to that if that was let the me, case, but it, it right might now. have been. They're not here, so I don't know. Listen, listen here. Let me tell you, your oil tycoon, 60-year-old comedian, and whoever the hell Ken Man was trying to describe are the last things I ever want to listen to. I'll tell you that right now. You guys, I don't know what comedians you listen to, but my goodness, I've never heard of these guys. So guys here's the deal. About, I don't even know what he's saying. All right, we're good. We're good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> My wife and I just went and saw Nate Bargatze, and I think we spoke about this. I don't know if we did. Nate Bargatze is the only comedian. And let me tell you, he had an hour and 15 minute set Sunday night that, that had me crying most of the night. And this is the catch. And it shouldn't be a catch. But because it's me and because we live in the world we live in right now, it needs to be noted. It needs to be noted 
that Nate Bargatze never curses at all. Right. That's true. He right. is a 100% clean comedian. Yep. And the dude had me absolutely rolling, dude. Like I wasn't breathing right, man. And so this he's he's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum where he's going to do the social commentary and say things not many not really ruffle too many feathers and stuff like that. But on the other end, I've seen Anthony Jeselnik and Anthony Jeselnik does a lot of jokes about dropping people's babies on purpose. Mm. Just a lot of really good, hilarious, dark shit that that needs to survive in my eye and my mind and my world. There needs to be the light and dark. Uh, for you to appreciate both of those in whatever ways they are. So my opinion has always been, I need to see these comedians, these Jesselnicks, the Lisa Lampanellis of the world uh, that are out there just saying all kinds of real fucked up shit to everyone and it's about only, everyone. That's it's only like 2%. Opinion. It's only like 2% of the people that complain. It's only like 2% of the, we got to put a damn pacifier in these damn snowflakes, man. Let these comedians say what they got to say, man, and let it be. Yeah. Okay. That you know it, that goes a lot to what George Carlin always said that it's the duty of the comedian to find where the line is drawn and yes. cross it deliberately. <laughs> that's that's what 100. Carlin always said. So so yeah. I mean, you see that that's kind of always been that way, and that goes all the way back to to jesters in the day where they were the only ones that could make fun of the king, so long as it was funny. So long as it was funny. So you there was always a little bit of freedom given to comedians going way back, but. As our society evolves to what it has, uh, and people become more sensitive, I don't know if we need to call everybody snowflakes, Ash. Brown, yeah, they're snowflakes. For, for, for the people that do feel that way, I still think it goes back to what are those marginalized groups that are being made fun of? How are you making fun of them? And can the comedian do it in a way that is somewhat, quote unquote, acceptable? But to get a free pass, like this show is all about, do they get a pass? I don't think necessarily a comedian gets a pass because like Bob said earlier, they still need to wake up the next day and be okay with what they said and what they did. And if they are, then fine. You know, you see some of the stuff Chappelle's going through now um, and, and that's as good as it gets as far as comedy goes, but you're right. There's are groups of people that are trying to cancel them out um, because they are so offended by what was said that they can't understand that some of it could just be, listen, this is their shtick. This is their thing. If you don't like it, you simply look away. You don't like right. somebody's music. You don't like an artist's music. You don't buy it. You, you don't listen out. to it. That's it. You tune out. That's the same. This is similar. So, so, so where I can still get that side of it, I still do look at the, the side of the to answer the question of today's show. I still don't believe that comedians should get a pass. I think they should. And I'm going to tell you, I had a dentist that he he converted to Judaism. Nah, I'm just playing. That's a Seinfeld episode. But you can't be doing those kind of things. You can't be doing those kind of things. You got to be a able shekel? to. Are we talking about just a shekel? You're going to make jokes. You're going to make jokes. It doesn't matter if, the, if it's the punchlines to a Jew, if it's to a black guy, to a Hispanic, an Italiano. It doesn't matter. It should not matter. Nobody should get a. Let it be. Let it be. Hmm. Uh, so here we go. We got, and, and Tammy is bringing up a great point. So here's the deal. Dice Clay wouldn't happen now. So here's the fucked up thing. Let's just say 15 years ago, stand-up com comedy was invented, okay? And we didn't get the likes of Kinnison, Clay, uh, Murphy, some of these guys who started off F your M, uh, put your D in your B, and all the other things like that, um, all that good shit. If we didn't have those comedians, we there would be no there, – there's no boundary. There's no bar. 
anymore. So they would have it would have been like, I tell you one thing, I was hanging out with my wife last night, and it'd be all that fucking slapstick crap, and there wouldn't be anybody, there wouldn't be black guys like making fun of white guys and doing the white guy voice, you know, like. I don't think before Eddie Murphy, I, I even knew how to make fun of a white person because I was a white person. So to hear somebody else do it, it was so fucking mind blowing. You know so what I mean? I was like, like, yes, that's how you make fun of a white guy. Very well that's, done, Eddie. That's how most older white people sound, dude. Hell yes. Like I got that. And so to me, growing up, listening to uh, Delirious, uh, listening to Carlin, uh, shout out to my to my uh, my stepfather, uh, Tom Bernal. He, he sat me down and listened to Pryor, Red Fox, mm -hmm. all these guys. So I hold them in such high regard that I feel like that that first wave of 60s and 70s comedians really set the boundary. And then we had the 80s comedians like Kinison and these guys go, fuck that, dude. Let's widen this a little bit. And right. they they got their proper keeping and helping of shit but it was also at a time where uh you know if you were printed in magazines and newspapers then you were going to be more popular because of it just as it is now it's just not it wasn't as big of a lens uh so you don't necessarily want to get i don't think that kind of exposure now but um what, what being that crass to... is a little there's a bit of a shtick now whatever happened to that kramer guy <laughs> yeah, he got you know, some crap too, right? He did. He yelled the N-word uh, to somebody in a balcony, I believe, at one of his uh, comedy shows. He had a bit of a mental health breakdown, I believe. And uh, you know I think he has he since he has, he, he's he apologized. Can't he can't say it, but others can say it. That's what I don't understand. That's the N-word? Is this what we're getting with right now? Is that what we're talking about? That's the what we're talking about. Elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 why I oughta? Here's the deal: <laughs> if you're not black, no go. That's that's the rules I've heard, and yeah, I've heard it, and I've I've seen it enforced in multiple ways that I wouldn't necessarily want to be part of. So I, I follow the rule of since I am not black, I therefore will not use the N word to describe a black person uh, or anything like that. So that's not how I roll. Uh, why do why do we not get to say that? I, look, man, I, you know what? Here we go. Let's get back on track here, dude. Um, uh, I, here's a funny I don't thing. I think we get a pass. You know, we're not comedians, so we're not kind of at that level. So we we certainly don't get a pass if people agree that comedians do. You know, there have just, been uh, some hosting. There have been some black podcast. comedians that have been slightly uh, biased against white folks in their oh, comedy. Yeah. Which, which, you know, and I'll go, I think we should all go on and say that it was probably warranted in many cases. But how many white comedians do we have that are, <laughs> that are doing like any sort of joke bashing on any sort of race? We've lost the whites. We lost well, the white comedians. It just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> but the Italians saying, now, the Italians are doing it. I don't want that. I'm just saying, I think, I, I think that we wind up policing ourselves in some way well again it's know, the decision that the comedians there's good white comedians it's just that their their comedy is going to be based on again what they're going to feel like they're not isolating a group of people or they're why would you do that i mean you know your attempt is to try to get as many people to like your comedy even knowing that there will be some that don't and 
that's understandable. You're not everyone's going to like all types of comedy. I mean, you look at some of the more popular comedians that you know kind of looked went across all types of spectrums of folks, ages, and you know different ethnicities and and whatnot. Uh, you know, Bill Cosby probably was one of the best in his time. Where you know, again, he didn't curse. He was able to touch on so many different levels of just normal everyday life. So it was able to really kind of resonate with all types of folks. So I, I think that kind of that kind of comedy was you know kind of kind of worked well. But you know, so it really is just about what you think you can do. I mean, Carlin as a white um, com comedian really pushed some boundaries, but he did it in such an intellectual way that it felt like you know as as somebody who listened to him you just felt like you were you were still being told a story um yeah. and not so much a joke and it, it was crazy because there was a lesson too which was it would insane. go over people's heads too it would. people and wouldn't catch a lot of those right so you'd have to get back to understand what he did it's like did he just make fun of this group of people he's like no not at all he actually made fun of the other people that would have laughed at it if you really look at what he did so to me, there's a lot of ways to play these things. But at the end of the day, I think uh, society has already shown that comedians don't get a pass because the Me Too movement, everything else that's come out, you, you, the way we've looked at comedy change over the decades just to see how it's changed with our society kind of proves that this, our society in general is going to sort of dictate what can and cannot be said or what will or will not be accepted by a lot agree. of these groups. These social right, groups are ridiculous. I can't stand all this uh the social media. You can't get away. You can't say you can't even fart in the in a bus anymore. Hmm. I don't know what that has you to do with social can, media, believe, but or believe um, me, you still can. You still well, can. Well, everyone's gonna hear about it though. Like everyone's gonna hear about it. It was gonna it's real embarrassing. Terrible. I'll give you one personal I'll, I'll name one person. Obviously. I'll name one person that proves comedians can and will say whatever they want and get a pass. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Period. Yeah. End of story. D the ability for this guy to be writing the same kind of really edgy shit on Family Guy as he did over 20 years ago when it when it started is insane. And yeah. he's uh, he's our age. He's from our generation, and he speaks to the things that we grew up watching. There's always fucking Kool Aid guy slamming through the wall, and you know yeah. there's yeah. always some you know there's some Maxell tape commercials and all kinds of shit that we remember yeah. uh, because he's our age. But he has a way of throwing racist stuff uh, in, in Family Guy, but he gets everybody, dude. So yep. that I think that may be the key. I think the reason why someone like McFarlane can make a Family Guy and pretty much shit on everyone, including uh, uh, Caucasian uh, America, is simply because he's able to do it to everyone in a comedic way, and and it's never it never seems hurtful. It always seems like, oh yeah, I do smell like hot dogs. You know, like I can get that kind of thing. And then uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of, uh, uh, of really, you know, me, people let me doing that. Real quick. Let me interrupt. What you guys are using as examples are cartoons and parody. It's easy to, uh, you know, make fun of things when your face ain't the face. Of course. You know yeah, we talked about that already. That's a smart thing. Earlier, but it's true. It's smart what they're doing. The but they're able to Yeah, do I heard you with the South Park, but that's how they get away with it. That's how right. they get away I, with it. I 100% agree with that. That's what exactly what we were talking about before. I mean, that that's their way of being able to kind of get around having one. In, I mean, yeah, you can obviously still come to the writer, and they have. I mean, McFarland's taken his crap. Stone and Parker have taken their crap from South Park. They've taken that, but it hasn't stopped anything because there's been so much viewership 
and money rules everything, of course. And these are and shows that, that are on networks. Well, they want to. They, they want that show. Money rules the world. So no, so, because they get everybody. They do. They fucking well, screw know, and shit on that. everybody it across matter, the board. But Fox could still get them off the. Say, look, we're not resigning you. And I mean, so could Comedy Central, South Park. They could be like, we're done yeah. with you. But they're not because the amount yeah. of money that's coming, the viewership is so huge. They're going to continue to do it, and that goes back to people like, hey, if they, if they bothered you so much, why are you watching it? You know, at some point, maybe you got turned off by one episode, and then by that episode, oh, I'm not, I'm not watching that show anymore. I've seen stuff that's bothered me on that show. I'll be honest with you, where I thought that's pushing it a little bit because um, it touched certain personal in my life, um, but it wasn't enough for me to say, all right, I'm done with them because of that. I understand what they're doing, and I actually like it, so I'm okay with that, you know. But at the same time. I still do feel they're able to push that envelope more because there's not an individual. There's not a real human face to that. It's just a character. It's not a real yeah. person. So it is It is a great way to do it. But, I mean, that's not really what this show is. You know, this show is more, we're talking more about stand-up comics, people that ha are right there. They're, they're just like us, but they're standing in front of you. There's somebody you could point out. There's a name. There's a Twitter account. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you can go at and after for these folks. And you got all... With the user. I don't agree with this Facebook user because Joe Rogan, he almost got ostrich sized over by. That's, that's how you, that's the word, right? That's the right word. Ostrich yeah, yeah, no, ostrich. Yeah, ostrich. Yeah, size. You got ostrich, ostrich size. size. It's like ostrich. a really, it's as big as an ostrich. Big hairy ostrich bird. Size. He had a big hairy bird ostrich right. sized him. Ostrich size, right? Ostrich an ostrich size. size. Go ahead. Because of the damn COVIDs and the, and the pills he was taking, he, he got, uh -huh. he almost got taken out for that. But here's some funny stuff attached to that, by the way. Facebook user, let me know if you ha just haven't signed up on StreamYard or if you are viewing through my uh, through one of my pages. Let me know exactly where He's you are watching us because uh, uh, if you haven't signed up to StreamYard, your name isn't going to show up. You have to tie your account to it. Anyway. Um, Joe Rogan, yeah. I mean, that is actually a good point, too, that, uh, that they're making there. So that's, you know. I was he, able he's... to get second row tickets to Ice Cube and cypress hill on 420 eve rather quickly and i couldn't even come close to getting joe rogan tickets <laughs> a couple of days before so you know, that you, just, that guy is pretty darn popular regardless here's the deal yes yeah, so he says what he wants and, and as much as people are like oh how the hell does somebody make money doing that well because we want to hear that we right. want to feel the shock and and the craziness of a left field comment from a comedian who's got the energy and the uh, the insanity and the frenetic energy that that Joe Rogan has, um, I've seen him two or three times live. He's fucking great. But you know, I I, I don't know. There's I I think people also have a problem separating the art from the artist in a lot of ways. I don't necessarily give a shit really what he believes in if he's up there sto telling stories because what percentage of what comedians is telling you is true anyway. If they're able to up there stand up there and tell you stories and make you laugh by some shit that's probably not true, then they're doing their fucking jobs. And they're a good comedian in my eyes. I don't really care what they say and do when they're done with their profession. I don't really care about that. No, you don't care about that, obviously. And and normally, yeah, we're not in general as an audience going to either, because really it's just going to be the comedy. It, it, you know, when you watch any of these comedians, you're, you're generally, if they do an hour and 15 minute set, you're going to take a few things from that, that you're going to be able to repeat, that you're going to think about again. That was really funny. I feel like that's how it is with comedians with me. There's only a very small handful of comedians that I feel can do an hour and 15, an hour and 30, and I'm going to laugh all the way through. So to, that's really the, the the kind of the setting or the level that I kind of measure things to. 
uh, to whether or not, you know, that comedian is someone I'm interested in listening to again. Not so much the content unless it's just overbearingly similar and they're kind of just going at the same thing. I'm not really keen on that so much. But, you know, again, just trying to stick to the topic of this show, um, you know, I, I feel that the biggest issues that we're seeing is that some of these comedians, especially the ones that have always been kind of against the so-called wokeness, you know, having a, a bad effect on comedy and societal customs, it's still some of the stuff that some of these jokes are, these jokes are unnecessarily cruel. They can sometimes be in poor taste. And those can sometimes have a dangerous influence on how people think or how people act. And that kind that of stuff kind right. of under, but I'm just saying those kind of, those kind of situations with those comic comics in general are the ones that undermine the efforts towards social progress and protections of marginalized groups. When you're looking at people that aren't generally going to be laughing at that kind of stuff, man. So it still goes back to the comedian themselves. And I think what Bob said earlier is dead on. They they have to wake up the next day. They have to deal with the ramifications of what their set was, what they're talking about, who they're going after. And that's very calculated with most of these comedians. And generally, if they're getting on any type of an HBO show or anything like that, have already created um, an act that really fits and that will be acceptable enough. Um, and some that haven't are like Chappelle and whatnot. They'll go to Netflix. They'll go wherever else they need to go to be able to get their media out there and people will follow if they love them. And if they don't, just don't watch. I mean, it's that that's simple. What I, that's what I'm trying to say. They let I, and I'm with you with that, them. but I'm with you with that. But again, right, right. But again, this show is, do they get a pass? I still say they don't get a pass. And they should get a pass. Mm. Absolutely. Let them, a pass. It's a joke's a joke. If it's a funny thing, is this funny thing? Who cares? If you're going to cry about it, go cry a river, go somewhere else. Don't be a little bitch. The fuck out of here. Don't be a little bitch. Don't be a, a little bitch. From, the joke. From the, from the from me, Argentina. Shit. Oh, Argentina. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us at another Easy episode breakfast. of the Casually Serious Podcast. Do social do comedians get a social pass? I say they do. Ken Man says they don't. Hash Brown, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs>